The following is an actual play D&D podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Roll bone spacing. It's like fighting children. They're short. Dollars to ducks, they're still in there. No, Olash is a large presence. Cassian, he called me a loser. (laughs) You know, one thing I hate is a big head. But it does smell like urine. You fucking cut him in half. (laughs) Guys, I'm getting better at this. (laughs) How did you tie her up? The normal way? I thought we'd have to travel to Eggland. Does she want to join our band? (laughs) I'm just really feeling Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another lovely episode of Improvised Weapons. Uh, Let's dive right on in. So, uh, last time the party fought a group of kobolds, a band of kobolds, if you will, uh, and one large winged kobold. Uh, They bested them all in combat. Uh, The kobolds lay slain. The winged kobold they took as a captive, um, and they discovered that these were, in fact, a group of kobolds broken off from another group, and they collapsed the tunnels that they had made, hopefully staving off any further incursion from the kobolds. Uh, They collapsed the tunnels uh, practically without any incident at all. Uh, I mean, pretty much nothing at all bad (laughs) happened. Uh, Everyone, especially Yarfik, is fine. But something great did happen, which was we discovered that Cassian is dope at tunneling. He is. Cassian is is a straight-up just tunnel wizard. Uh, which is not a class of wizard in the game. Uh, but they uh, they then took the winged kobold with them uh, to have her be imprisoned when they get back to town. Uh, and we pick up them having gotten back to town. They are now traveling with Aldo Finch back to the guardhouse to uh, see if they can get their belongings back from the guard. And I'm sort of like slowly picking out a tune on my mandolin, just kind of humming to myself like, and while the winged one writhed in agony, Oh, let's slice one up diagonally. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great slot rhyme there. How long have you been thinking about that? Uh, Ever since Yarfik suggested the rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, So you traipse through town. Um... It's uh, it's a it's past midday at this point, probably like three o'clock in the afternoon or so, um, and you are walking through town. Uh, one of you cradling a large winged kobold, uh, so you're definitely getting a lot of strange looks, uh, more so than usual since most people are just afraid of half orcs in general. Uh, but now you're a half orc with a very bizarre pet. Um, I'm just gonna be like, it's natural. Stop <laughs> <laughs> uh, So you traipse through town, and then you uh, you eventually make your way to the guardhouse. Uh, upon opening the door, Aldo just sort of busts through the door and says, Kesto, they've returned. They found my son and figured out what was stealing my animals. It was kobolds. And Kesto sort of uh, gruffly, um, uh, you know, he's, he's not happy that he was just interrupted, but uh, but definitely responds to what he just heard. doing what? <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't just bust down Does the door. Does he hastily knock over, like... Don't roll up a tapestry <laughs> that he was looking at his hunch over it. Yeah, he his was... Uh, was folded up and he was 
He was picking out a tune on his mandolin. Uh, <laughs> oh, wink, wink. No, he was he was doing paperwork. He was doing his job. Mm, it's wink, three o'clock in the afternoon, guys. Come on. You all know how much people hate to get interrupted doing paperwork. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, well, he's it's more just he was surprised. <laughs> uh, and he says, Cobalt. Well, I, I could scarcely believe it. But, um, I mean, I am a man of my word. Well, believe it and yeah. look. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have uh, Well, he a didn't. See, you guys haven't walked in the fucking <laughs> room yet. <laughs> He's just looking at a halfling oh, okay. who's in there being all ta-da. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and he says, uh, "Well, I can, I can scarcely believe it, but uh, I'm a man of my word. Where are they?" I, I walk in and I say, "Olash, if you'll do the honors." <laughs> do we have to give her up? <laughs> yes, yes. Olash. Yes. Yes. Yeah, do yeah. Pat, we do. How has the, uh, how has the kobold been like reacting to me? cradling her in my arms the um, time. <laughs> she's very confused she's tried to bite you several times uh, by this point you've probably had to like put a belt around her snout crocodile style okay um, just to keep her from like taking a chunk out of you okay all right so she's uh, but like- at this point I mean that happened fairly early on at this point she's she's calm er she's she's maybe kind of into me <laughs> <laughs> not in like a weird way <laughs> I mean, she's, she's, she's still on edge because she's now in a town of people and this is not a place that kobolds go. Yeah. Um, and she is well aware that she is captured and that usually that, like, she knows that among the kobolds, when they capture something, they kill it. She's like relaxed in your arms, but she's not relaxed by okay. any means. She's okay. still very much on, on high alert. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do? I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll walk into the room. I'm a little hesitant to give her up. I'm just going to sidle up and whisper, Olash, I know you don't want to part with this, but I promise you, if we ever find a baby dragon or something, we can keep that and raise it, but this thing hates us and wants us to die. So as you walk into the room, um, I'm going to say you, like, you back into the room because you kind of have to like uh, hunker down a little bit because you're very tall. Um, so you back into the room and then you turn around and you're just cradling this kobold in your arms. And at the moment that Kesto see it, he just uh, he he just goes like, Ashia's eyes! Why did you bring it here? We it committed a crime, and this is the jail place, right? So well, we thought you could uh, restrain it. Why why didn't you just kill it? It's an animal. That's what I said. Thank you. <laughs> because it wasn't doing anything evil. It was just being natural and we thought it has committed crimes it can be put up for crimes and then sent on its way well do you know what the the sentence for stealing a sheep is i'm not very familiar with this town no it's death seriously for stealing a sheep yes it's an agricultural town seems a little harsh for stealing a sheep I don't think we're gonna get them to change their laws. <laughs> yes, not seems that's like what this a... campaign is gonna be about. We're going to campaign for against the death penalty in Fantasyland <laughs> against animal cruelty. But if that is the law, then that's the law, and that she will stand for her her crime. Then. So I... you let let me just get this straight. You want me to hold a trial for a kobold that that you caught red-handed why don't you do what you need to do (laughs) we we want our stuff back i'm gonna have to waste municipal resources feeding and housing this thing 
You won't have to. Oh, we're so sorry. We got acid spit at us. <laughs> <laughs> also, she, you know, she speaks common. She can, uh, not well, but she can understand what, what you're saying. She's Is, you may not have to hold her or anything else. Allow me to go and take care of that, but please give us our stuff back. Yes, we want our stuff back, please. And also tell us what we did to get here. Oh yeah, that was part of the deal. Oh, hold on a second. What do you mean you're going to take care of that? I'm going to go speak to people at the local temple and see if they can take her in and hold her in one of the cells until she can be, her sentence can be commuted, whatever has to happen. Are you uh, mad? It's it's a temple, not I'm a not zoo. I'm not angry, no, I'm not yet, but you're getting me there. What would you like us to do, Kesto? What is your proposition? I, I severely do not understand why you didn't just kill the thing and leave it where Neither it was. Neither do I, but here we are. It's a sentient life. Can I say, I'm, I'm just going to call the team into a quick huddle real quick. With the cobalt? Say, uh, no, the cobalt can chill in the corner while we do this. She I just drop can... her in the corner like a burlap sack? I'm probably not drop her. I assume she <laughs> sets her down gently in some place and <laughs> turns her head away. So she's not facing us. And we huddle it up. <laughs> right, I'm just bring say, it in, guys. Bring it in. Uh, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm kind of coming around to the idea of just taking it with us. I kind of think that would be fun to have a little cobalt I, with us. I don't. <laughs> I truly don't. <laughs> I, she committed a crime, and she needs to pay for it by the law of the land. So we kill her. Well, Are we the people here that are enforcing the laws? We're at an Seems impasse. like we're barely a step above wanted criminals, actually. That's the whole thing. I don't think we're in any place apart. If he tells us that we have to now kill her, then we'll kill her. If that's the law of the land. I, I don't. I'm against. I'm against it. But if that's during the law. this, I stick my head up out of the huddle and say, "Kesto, would you like us to kill her right now?" I can't rightfully order you to murder something in the guardhouse. Oh, now it's murder! <laughs> Great! Trial it is! Uh, we'll just leave her here with you. <laughs> if we could have our equipment and our treasures back, please. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, he unlocks the cell. Uh, Olash, do you have any words? Parting words. No, I just... I just kiss her gently on the side <laughs> <again>. <laughs> Like a dog? <laughs> but I can't, can I can't say anything. You can... There are visiting hours. You can talk through a pane of glass and <laughs> hand on the window. So place her down in the cell, and he closes the cell door. They just have like a tin can on a string. <laughs> and he says, uh, "Sit down. I, just get, tell me what happened with all of this while I get your things." All right. Listen. We went. We found the boy in a hole. We killed a bunch of kobolds, and we didn't kill this one. What a hole? What hole? A hole. Some kind of abandoned fortress, some kind of underground. They had burrowed into it from outside, but there was an abandoned, looked like human fortress out in the middle of somewhere with, that the grass had grown over. How how far away? It was it a couple hours walk from Aldo's farm? I out believe. Out in the forest. Out in the forest. And I, I also described him like what I knew from the stone. The stone. Okay. Uh, he goes, "Oh, well, that must have been the old Shemhan keep." I- Oh, we'll have to seal that back up. Great. More work to do. Well, we sealed the tunnels behind us. They should not be bothering <laughs> us for a little while. Yes, tell him about that. <laughs> the tunnels were sealed. That's all he need know. Okay. 
Why well, if, if, if Yuff won't tell, tell you, I will. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun. This sounds like a fun shot. <laughs> if Yuff won't tell you, I'll tell you. Oh. He collapsed the tunnel on himself, and I heroically dug my way into the dirt and pulled him to safety, gasping and sputtering for air. I believe I was perfectly fine, and you just got to me faster than I could get myself out. But thank you. <laughs> That's not how I remember. Uh, oh, that sounds hilarious. Did he whine? Did he whine like a little baby? Uh, he, he just fell to his knees in gratitude and said, Thank you for tunneling me out whence I could not tunnel myself. God, he's so short. How can you tell when he's on his knees? Okay, that's starting to feel a little offensive. <laughs> oh, oh, now it's offensive when you're not saying it. <laughs> you've uh, you've opened you're, my eyes. You're Yarford. both very lucky that I do not like to kill people when I don't have to. So he, uh, he, he puts his hands up as if to like... Don't put your hands calm on me. you Not on you, up. Puts his hands up Don't to, to hands calm you down, um, and he says, uh, "No, no, hold on. I have, I have a serious question. Um, did you find anyone else? Did we find anyone? I, we would have over? mentioned that there were piles of animal bone and, and dummies in there, but nothing else. Just the boy who was in a toilet. Well, I, okay, I, I didn't think so. It was a long shot. Anyway, what he didn't really fit the pattern. Tell us about it, please." Well, um, some other folk have gone missing recently. Uh, I didn't really think it would be related since this case was so different, but... We uh, travel back to the hole. But it would have been nice if there had been a lead of some kind there. All, all we really know so far is that there five people have gone missing, once again, that we know about. Uh, and it's all been over the last two months. They were all... Relatively young, in their like early twenties, strapping young men, most of them fresh off a bar fight. Uh oh. Like, sorry, kind of fresh off a bar fight, as in they disappeared from your drunk tanks, or they disappeared. No, as in like they they won a bar fight, and then no one remembers seeing them after that. Strange. Hmm. That is a conundrum. Well, if uh, you'd like some assistance investigating this, we are professional investigators and locators of missing persons hey. and or treasure. <laughs> I mean, to, to tell you the truth, a couple of days ago I would not have believed you, but proof's in the pudding right now, I guess. And um, it might be a little difficult to continue on with this without our equipment. Or I, we I'm our getting equipment. there. Fine, this one's pushy. <laughs> and we You're would, of course, also require a fee. For our services. Oh, of of course. I mean, this is this comes down from the mayor's office, and there will definitely be reward. Uh, Great. But that being said, uh, let me get you your things. And he goes to the the safe, opens it up, and he takes out uh, each of your individual coin purses, um, and he hands them to you, uh, hands you any jewelry or anything you had, and then uh, he points it at you, Yarfik, and he says, "Oh yeah," and there was that one thing, and he starts like patting himself down, um, and then he snaps. And, and like points in the air and he's like oh yeah and he reaches down he takes off his left boot <laughs> and he shakes it out yep. and your ring falls out to your feet uh, and then he puts as he's putting his boot back on he says uh, never let it out of my sight <laughs> I appreciate and it's real hot and steamy <laughs> and I pick it right up and I shine it off and I put it back on uh, so he says well if uh, if you truly do intend to help we, we very much appreciate it I can uh I can give you all the information that we've got so far. What do you um, think, team? Yes, but first, can you please just tell us how we got here? Oh, oh, right. God, that was... I can't believe you guys don't remember. Yeah, no, we don't. We still don't. Didn't well... Or don't now. You, uh, 
all of you got a little too far into your cups, stumbled outside of the tavern you were in, and then, yes. well, the loud one there picked a fight with the wrong horse. Okay, you didn't, you didn't gesture to the loud one, but I'm taking it you mean Yafuk. I, I, I gestured I, oh, with well, my I wasn't head. Looking. Just refused <laughs> a fight with a horse? You picked a fight with the horse. Happened to be the mayor's horse, and she was none too pleased. Oh, it's just to be clear, it's okay for us to fight other horses, but not the mayor's horse. It would have been a lesser infraction for any other horse. So I picked a fight with the mayor or the mayor? Oh, God. Oh, my. You you really just, you really know how to make me mad. (laughs) Well, we're getting a sense of... I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah, he was making a pun. Female horse... It's called a mare, and then the mare. I'm getting a sense of the severity of this town's laws. This <laughs> fighting the mare's horse, stealing a sheep. We'll try to stay out of any animal-related crimes. Can you please tell us more about these uh, missing people? Absolutely. And then he uh, he quickly he jots down a list of the uh, the names of all the people who have gone missing, as well as the dates that they went missing and the places they were last seen. And he hands it to Olash. <laughs> what does it say, Olash? Olash, just uh, what, can you just tell us what it says, please? Uh, uh, Help us sound it out, oh, oh my God, I, I got uh, I got something in my eye. I can't. <laughs> Uh, uh, I can't. Uh, oh, I can't, no, no, I, I can can't, get that out for you. If you like. No, it's I. Oh, it's I, dusty and I don't just, like people just, touching just, my eyes. Do we I'll not just know that you can't deal. read? No, we don't. Oh, we don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big secret. She doesn't like. She she wants to learn how to read, but right, like you don't yeah. want people to know you I don't. don't. I'm very. So, yeah. Yeah. Just bend down here. I'll wipe it right out. It's fine. I'll do this all the time. Oh, she dropped the list. I've got it. Well, they're the missing. Gainsborough Fulton on Igtem the 18th, last seen in Mercy's Cups. Milton Whittigan on Igtem the 17th, last seen in the Salted Plum. Jessup Pilgrain, Igtem 39th, last seen in Arrant Fiddle. Francis Kiddlewallow, Igtem 21st in the Salted Plum. Geoffrey Russell, Igtem 30th in the Salted Plum. Listen, three of these have gone missing from the Salted Plum. Yeah, I'd say we should start there. Which place did we come out of before we were taken here? Uh, you came out of the errant fiddle. Okay. So, so let's avoid that yeah. bar. <laughs> I will be more cognizant if I am picking a fight with some sort of horse. Okay. I appreciate that. Good. Olash, you want to hold on to this list? Sure. Okay. Uh, also... Mem- memorize it, just in case. <laughs> is there uh, an armory or a blacksmith in town where I could purchase uh, some... Some additional equipment. Oh, absolutely! Uh, if you can, you can go to Lutkers just down the uh, just down the road. And there. which way is the Salted Plum? Uh, the Salted Plum is on the other side of town. If you guys don't mind, I'd like to. I need a shield at least, and ideally a longbow as well. I'd like to go visit the temple if I could. I need to stop in and check in. You should also stop by the town hall. The mayor did say she wanted to speak with you. I feel like I should not stop by the town hall. <laughs> <laughs> The mayor heard that you rescued Waldo and and specifically wanted to speak with you when you made it back into town. All right, let's go to the mayor's office first and then we can do our split up thing. Sounds good to me, okay. as long as she's not upset about me Thank punching her horse. Thank you very much, Kesto. You've been a big help. You know I'm not an idiot, right? Yeah. That's how she talks to everyone. I only like half of you. Okay. <laughs> That's well, good. Uh, Tell Karik Takar that we said uh, have a nice stay. Yeah. And we'll... She does have a name. Yeah, yeah, that's the kobold. This is a little nicer than her digs back in the hole, so... I can't believe you named it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we it's didn't mother name... named it. It's, it's... Eggmother. 
So if you take a little time to ask them things, you realize they're a sentient being. All right, well, let's continue. This, this conversation trails off as we walk outside <laughs> to the mayor's office. I said, hey, Yeah, Yafrik's just ranting. As <laughs> Before I do, though, I take one of my pamphlets of life and I slam it on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> you have, like, chick tracks yep. for your yep. life goddess? Yep. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys walk further into town. Uh, the mayor's office is right in the town square. It's a two-story building. Uh, the first story is really just a big meeting hall, and the second story is a couple of like municipal offices. So you go in, and on the first floor, there is a, uh, a young man. Uh, looks like he's probably half-elven. Um, he's got blonde hair, um, and he's uh, sort of rifling through some papers on a table. <clears throat> Sir? <clears throat> Good afternoon. Uh, we're here to see the mayor. Oh, oh, um, yeah, uh, who... Who uh, who can I can I say is calling upon you her? You might know us as Vidas. She wanted to see us. The heroes of the uh, mineshaft rescue. What? <laughs> we we found, found a missing child. We found Kobos. Waldo. Oh, oh, the horse puncher. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, the horse puncher. Um, if you could all come with me. He leads you up a staircase in the back. As you get to the top of the stairs, you, you sort of round a corner in a hallway, and he says, I, I, just, just wait here a moment. He goes around the corner, and uh, he what, says... Sorry, what's your name? Uh, my, my name is Nayat. My, Nayat, thank you. I saw comment cards in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you think those are for the staff to comment <laughs> No, I might be filling one out. <laughs> Nayat, three out of five stars. <laughs> Uh, so he goes around the corner, and you sort of hear muffled, like, oh, blah, 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 they're puncher. here. Horse puncher. And uh, then he, he rushes out of the room, and he says, uh, you can go right in. Great. Thank you, Nyat. You've been wonderful. Go back to work now. Thank you. Uh, so he goes downstairs. Walking into the room, uh, you see a woman sitting at a desk. Uh, she's working on a lot of uh, papers. She's looking at a map as well. Looks like she's probably about 45 years old. She's in very good shape. Uh, she's very tan. She has black hair that's neatly braided down her back, pale gray eyes, and she's wearing a white shirt and, uh, like, riding pants and riding boots. I say, Madam Mayor, thank you ever so much for overlooking my friend's uh, equine indiscretion here. We uh, are glad that we've had the opportunity to serve your town in some small way. And I do apologize for any indiscretions. I don't have anything against horses normally. Don't. Just don't. Jellybean is fine. I will appreciate it if you just you don't mention it anymore. Jelly beans, you Don't! <laughs> just re- don't. I reach into my pouch and I put a sugar cube on the table. Peace <laughs> offering. I've already had my coffee, thank you. Oh, it was for the thing I'm not supposed to mention. I'm sorry. Look, I wanted to speak with you because I understand that you have somewhat redeemed yourselves. I appreciate your help in locating Aldo's son. You're welcome. And I am glad that he is home safe. It would seem that the town is somewhat in your debt. Therefore... We were happy to find him. We didn't want him lost. Do not appreciate being interrupted. Apologies. Let us forget the unpleasantness from the other night. Yes. And carry on clean slate. We've already forgotten it. Great. I assume that Kesto has uh, asked for your aid in the other matter. Mm. Mm-hmm. The disappearances. Yes. Yes. I, I have the list. 
<laughs> excellent, excellent. You should read it carefully. Those names are very important. I, I, ha- I already have. Five times. <laughs> Once for each name. I like you. <laughs> just to be clear, when you say uh, that they're important, do you just mean in the general sense that all missing people are, or are these people of prominence in the community? Uh, they're mostly just people who got into bar fights, but I care about all my constituents. Of course. Naturally. Voting season is upon us. Oh, for votes. Okay. Yep. Well, uh... Maybe I should do the talking out. <laughs> every life is sacred, and we should always make sure that we take care of them the best we can. Sugar cube. Great. <laughs> life is sacred. Uh, la-di-da. You said you wanted a specific meeting with us for a reason? We were I, told to come see you? I, I wanted to thank you, personally. Oh. Make sure that you were extended the offer of that particular job. Which we were. And... Now I want you to leave. Well, you're very welcome. We're very happy to have been able to assist. Uh, the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate is always on the lookout for chances to do good and protect the innocent. Yes, that's great. You can go now. Okay. And as you turn around, she pushes the sugar cubes off the desk <laughs> into a crash can. And as the door closes, she hears, stupid name for a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I, I give you a little high five for that one. <laughs> uh, so you guys are free to roam about the town. What do you want to do? I'm going to go to the Salted Plum and start checking things out. Do you mind if we make a quick stop at the um, blacksmith's first? I don't need anything at a blacksmith. Right, I just think it would be good if we all inv- started the investigation together in case trouble breaks out. Okay. And I do need to, st- to check in with my temple and see... If anything's come up. Is there anything in town of interest to a magician? <laughs> to an illusionist? I don't know what I do. <laughs> I mean, I didn't lose anything. I, 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 I have all my hit points. I, I don't need much. Um, so oh, that's soul, a good point. Should we take something? a short rest? Or We just level up. Does that heal us or whatever? Um, I mean, it doesn't heal you because in the the effects of the narrative, it's like no, no time. Right, 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 right. Well, then I probably should heal up at some point. But I can probably just, if we take a short rest, I can use my head die. Two um, or so. I take time. What, so I've leveled up, and I have learned two new spells. Do I need to copy them into my spell book before I can use them? Yes. Okay, you so... You will need to do that. Okay, so I take this time to sit in a nice shaded area in a park and uh, and start... Um, I've, I've figured out two new spells, I guess, and have started uh, copying them into a spell book. Okay. So let's say you guys, uh, you sort of camp out in the, the, there's a park in the middle of the town square, so you um, camp out in a nice shaded area, there's a lovely bench to sit on, there's a little pond, uh, it's very picturesque. Um, so those of you that want to use a hit die to regain some health can do that. Uh, so we'll... Uh, How long do we want to stay in the park, sorry? Short rest is four just, hours. Yeah, so we're doing a short rest? Okay, yeah. so I just... Oh, but, so we're staying exactly four hours. Do, I think, okay, does then I can't do my trance. Like, it doesn't have to be the same exact spot hours. as long as we're not like. You can't like time. walk around and go shopping and have it be a short oh. rest. Do we remember how long how long it takes for me to copy a spell? Not off the top of my head. Okay, so can we rest for however long it takes me to copy two spells plus four hours so that I can do my trance and recover one spell slot? <laughs> <laughs> you can go do that, and it, while we're going to do our other stuff, you can copy and then go take a trance while Sounds we're good. Walk around. Sounds good. Sorry if you already explained this. Okay. So we're not back up to full health. Correct. But, like, I was at 8 out of 14, and now I have 27 hit points. So is it 8 out of 27? Okay, cool. Wait. 
It's not 27 minus whatever damage she's taken? Nope. Oh. So you're not, not up to full. Yeah. If you'll all come with me, maybe we can get healed up at the temple. They might be a little more amenable to it. I don't need healing. I came out of there quite unscathed. So I'll stay in the park. I'd be happy to learn a bit more about uh, about your religion anyhow, Yafa. That's the first time you've ever said that to me. <laughs> what do you to, want to do, uh, Olaf? I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's surprising to me that you'd, you'd want to. I'm full of surprises. That's what are you, what are you doing? That hey, sparkle in your eye when you talk. Uh, Olash, I'm just staying here in the park. I'm going to take a shot. Rest to recover one spell slot. I'll just t- I'll just hang out with you. Cool. Uh, so I'll be in a trance for a bit. Um, just make sure nobody steals anything from me, please. Will do. Well, I Whatever imagine you first want. you're gonna watch her like write in her spell book. <laughs> oh yes, I write in my spell book first. Uh, two the two spells that I'm learning, which are silent image and illusory script. I'm like a little weirdly close. <laughs> <laughs> Almost cupping her in your hands. No, not not like touching at all. Just like. A yeah, very just short hovering. distance. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, cool. So where are you guys going first? I guess the temple. Let's go to the temple first. Uh, so the temple is uh, not too far off the beaten path. Um, it's a relatively large building. Uh, it's made of uh, marble. It's probably one of the, the few like fully stone buildings that you see around town. Um, it is shock white, uh, which is very sort of... Uh, very noticeable against the, the the background of the rest of the town, which is mostly like either red brick or, or wood, and it looks uh, very clean. There's uh, there are two small pools outside, both circular, uh, right outside the main entrance, and uh, also outside the main entrance is a man of about probably thirty years of age, uh, completely bald, um, like no eyebrows either, um, wearing a a white robe with like gold filigree on it. I step up to the the, um, <clears throat> the stairs to where he is. Is he doing something, or is he just stand, standing there? He is he is standing there. Uh, there's there's not much activity around at the moment, so he's just sort of idle. Good father, I uh, stand before thee and stand before the light to protect it from the dark. My name is Yarfik, and I have come seeking help. I say, and I'm Cassian von Demos. I too stand against the dark and sometimes charge against it, wielding my sword. Well. Yarfik and Cassian, may Ajia's eyes look upon you with grace. And with yours as well. Uh, we have just come back from the wild, uh, finding a small child and helping them, but we are a little worse for wear, and we're wondering if we could beseech you to help us a bit in our time of need. Absolutely, it sounds as if you were on quite the noble quest. You, uh, of course, may come in. Please follow me. Thank you. And he leads you inside. Um, and, very reverent um, in here. Very reverent. So you uh, you go down through, uh, I mean, what for all intents and purposes is a church, um, but you see that there are uh, there are four statues, four large statues on either side, one for each of the gods, um, and he leads you off to an alcove uh, just beyond the furthest statue on the left, which is a statue of Asia, uh, who is the mother of all the gods, and also the goddess of life. Uh, and he leads you into an alcove beyond, and he passes you off to a man named Brother Tamarin, Brother Tamarin says, uh, says uh, Yarfik Cassian, please, if you would come with me. Uh, he leads you further into a room uh, where there are some cots. Uh, there are probably like 10 cots or so. Five of them are currently occupied uh, by people who are sleeping. Um, and he, he offers you each a cot. Many thanks. It'll do good to get off of my weary feet. I kick back on the cot, hands behind my head, kind of super relaxed. Uh, before Brother Tamron walks away, I say, Brother, how long has this temple been here? Uh, this temple has been here for many, many years. The 
It was one of the first buildings built in Stone's Throw. Wow, that's amazing. Um, do I see anything like with the marble itself? Does that tell me anything, or if I do a history check with it? Yeah, with go stone, ahead with stone cutting. Of course, on this I do well. While they're doing this, I finished casting. My, I finished copying my spells, and I've shut the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what Olash does with that, but twenty-five. I've now entered my chance. Do you do anything? Um. Just like take a nap. Okay, <laughs> cool. Just do you curl up like a kitty? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Uh, cool. So uh, twenty-five on your your history check. Yeah. Yeah. So looking around, uh, you know this marble is not from around here, which initially strikes you as very odd because you are in an area known for its quarries and specifically for marble quarries as well. Uh, but this is definitely not local. This is from much farther north, which leads you to believe that this is probably even older than the brother is saying. He may not realize quite how old it is. Wonderful. Uh, I'll take that in and kind of take it to myself and we'll say, Brother, uh, thank you for the, the place to rest. Is there anyone here that can heal us a bit? We are a bit weary and have to go out on another adventure quite soon for the mayor. Uh, he says, uh, yes, absolutely. That's why I brought you in here. Please, lie down. Thank you. Let me heal your wounds. Thank you. And I lie down. I lie down. Okay. So he, uh, he goes to Cassian first. Um, and he, he lays one hand on your head and one hand on your stomach, and he says, By the grace of Aja, you shall be healed. And you feel just this sort of almost static electricity radiate around where he's touching you, um, and then this flash of radiant energy, and you feel you feel good. You feel real good, and you're back up to full health. I say many thanks, Brother Tamron. Uh, this is the best reception I've got since I've entered this town. And then he... Um, the temple is lovely. He stands up and uh, he, he puts his hands together and bows and then he walks over to where you are and he once again goes to his knees. He puts a hand on your forehead and a hand on your stomach and he says, uh, Yarfuk, by the grace of Ajia, you are healed. And you again, you also feel that static electricity, that flash of radiant energy and you are healed. That's yeah, always picked, my favorite part. Picked the wrong activity. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told I say, you to come along. I say, uh, Yafik, if, um, if you have no objections, I'd like to visit the armory. If you'd prefer to hear, to commune here with your co-religionists, I understand. Uh, co-religionists? Yes, those who share your faith. I would appreciate time to meditate and, and speak with the elders here. I have some questions I need to ask. All right. Well, shall we uh, meet at the Salted Plum with the others when they... As know, soon as I can. Several hours? As soon as I can. All right. I'm going to head to the weapon shop. Okay. You can head out if you want to... Uh, just quickly. I'll, we don't have to do it now, but I just want to set it up. So, uh, Brother Tamarind, uh, who is the eldest uh, father or brother here? Uh, the eldest would be Father Rapskull. Is he around or available to speak to at this point? I, I don't want to impose, but I have questions I need to ask. Uh, more than likely, I can check. He is, he is often in meditation at this time, but I can, I can see if I can rouse him. And he, uh, he, he asks you to stay where you are, okay. and he, he goes off. Um, about ten minutes later, uh, he comes back with a very old man in tow. Wearing the same kind of robe, uh, so also the white robe with gold filigree. Um, also bald and no eyebrows, but very wrinkled, very weathered, walks with a hunch. And he's, he's leading, uh, Brother Tamarind is leading him in, um, like, with, by the hand. Um, and he says, uh, Elder Rapskull, this is, uh, this is Yafuk. 
the one I told you of. The elder sits on a cot across from you. He says, um, So, this... No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I'm, I'm monopolizing that. <laughs> he says, um, What can I do for you? Brother Rapskill, I have had visions from Asia that I do not understand, and I need someone to interpret them for me. For they are not what is usually said of people that follow her in a specific way. I... And it troubles me. Well, please, uh, uh, unburden yourself. They only come to me when I am completely blackout drunk. <laughs> uh, are, are you sure it's a vision? <laughs> Asia has said so herself. I have heard her voice, and she has informed me that my path is not the same as those of the Order, and it has put me at odds with other people, and I don't know how best to continue. Uh, could you please be specific? Yes, she is very cagey. She has told me (laughs) that in order to protect life, I may have to take it. (gasps) Because it is more worthwhile to protect those that deserve protection than all life itself. And I am very torn by this. (sighs) Because I sought Ajia out to not be a violent person, I sought to save life, not to take it. Ah, but Yafik. Remember, life itself is violent. You should not steer clear of it so. Life as we know it, Ajia herself, her her counter-god is Azam, the god of death. They They are one and the same, merely two sides of the same coin. But we don't serve him. No, we respect all the gods, and we understand that one cannot exist without the other. Word. You hear from a bed over in the other corner of the room. <laughs> it's very confusing. He has sleep Tourette's. <laughs> it's a very serious condition. Maybe you should get back to him. I must think on this because this makes very little sense to me. Things are black and white in this life. They are, should be one way or another. They should not be so gray. Well, I'd be happy to discuss it with you once you've wrapped your head around it. I may have to go drink again. <laughs> Word. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. So uh, he leaves. Uh, let's. I, I, I tarry by Aja's statue for a little while longer than I should, but yeah. Let's uh, let's pick up with uh, Cassian. You're going to do a little shopping. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily need to role play this whole thing out unless there's some kind of hurdle uh, to me buying a shield and a longbow because that's all I really want to do. Okay, well, maybe I wrote some stuff. I mean, all right, let's fire it up. Let's fire it up. I stride into the shop with my usual purposeful stride (laughs) and I say, good evening, sirs. I'm in need of some assistance bashing up evil. Okay, so there's no one there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Except except from the the corner here. Word! (laughs) You walk into the shop and you hear the sounds of an anvil being hit from the room beyond. <laughs> Tink! <laughs> He's still saying Tink! Okay. <laughs> I, I just look around real quick Tink. to see if anybody saw that, and then I <laughs> follow the sound of the anvil. Show off! Tink! Uh, so you, you go into the other room? Yeah. Uh, so entering the room beyond, it is hot. Tink! Uh, hot and humid. Uh, and in front of you, you see a... Uh, from behind, you see a dwarven man. Um, he's got uh, red hair uh, in two braids down his back. Um, he's wearing no shirt but a leather apron, um, and he is currently beating a piece of metal with a hammer on an anvil. 
Oh yeah, he is a hottie with a body. <laughs> <laughs> has he uh, has noticed my entrance? He has not. Okay, I um, I attempt to sort of uh, move into his line of sight and catch his attention. So uh, you move around him uh, just as he's raised his hammer again, and he looks at you and goes, "Oh, hello." Uh, good afternoon. I'm. Uh, I hope I'm not uh, disturbing you, but I just uh, I'm in need of some arms and armor. Oh well, I'd, I'd be happy to help you out. What are you looking for? Well, I need a good, sturdy shield and uh, a high-quality longbow, if you've got one. A shield, eh? Are you looking to have one made for you, or would you would a used one be up to snuff? Can I just out of game real quick? Do I know like would that have a mechanical difference? Like, if you want to have one made for you, it'll take time. Okay, but if I take a used one, it'll still give me the same AC. Okay. I say a used one is fine for the moment, uh, although, how much would it cost to commission a custom job? Uh, I mean, certainly be more expensive than uh, <laughs> than just taking what I've got now. Uh, let's certainly. see, uh, uh, just based on uh, your size, I'd I feel say... like you'd want one with, like, the oh, yeah. VDAS <laughs> embroidered and blazoned. Like based yeah. on your size, uh, let me make a bicep real quick, I just want to see. Oh, uh, yeah, give him a... Give him the guns. <laughs> and a, and a, a nice grin. Says, like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, my, my patented Cassian Run Demos. I think it, uh, just uh, my... Yeah, I could do a custom job for you. Probably be about uh, 15 gold pieces. Well, uh, that's more than I have at the moment. So let's put a pin in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that's a saying we have across the ocean where I'm from. <laughs> um, perhaps... Uh, Perhaps later when I'm uh, a bit more flush, I'll return. But for now, how much would a used uh, would a used shield run me? Well, uh, let me let me go see what I've got first. Thank you very much. So he uh, goes in back. He's there for a couple minutes. You hear some noises. You hear some. Ah, oh, god damn it! Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as like you can hear things clearly being knocked down, uh, and then he comes back out with a uh, uh, like a piece of of canvas and something clearly in it. Um, and he says, well, I've got this one used one in now. It used to belong to a man named Kellogg. He was a caravan guard on the Ramble before he put down his blade and picked up a till. So it's still in pretty good shape. It's good craftsmanship. And he, he opens it up. He says, it's, uh, it's made of sturdy oak with an iron bevel. He was, uh, he was from up north. That's why it's got snowflakes all over it. That was sort of his symbol. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> uh, that's also why he had it painted uh, white and blue. Is a... Uh, very romantic man. Get the shield. I say uh, yes. Uh, how much? How much for this fine uh, buckler? Oh, I could. Uh, I could part with this one for five gold pieces. You've got yourself a deal. Uh, I'm sorry. What's your name? I'm Cassian. Uh, Lutger. Derek Lutger. Lutger. Ah, so you are the proprietor of this establishment. Yes. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Lutger. Uh, you've got yourself a deal. I'll, I'll happily take this shield off your hands. Um, have you uh, a longbow for sale as well? A longbow? Yes, I believe I do. Let's just see what we've got here. This one, this one needs a new string. Oh, this one is not in great shape. Uh, let's see. Um, yes, yeah, I've got one right here. Uh, you'd be looking, uh, I mean, they're not cheap. They're not common around here. You'd be looking about 25 gold pieces. <gasps> I say, well, um, I do have, I don't know if you take trade at all, um, 
I've got uh, this sling and short sword that I could part with uh, if you'd be able to knock anything off the cost. Well, uh, let me see, let me see. I, uh, I take out my looted weapons and show them. The short sword, he sort of turns it over in his hands. He takes a couple of, like, half-hearted swings with it. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, yeah, this one's uh, decent. Certainly, oh, could use a bit of cleaning up, that's for sure. But, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, didn't, uh, I didn't stumble upon it in the most benign of I can, uh, but yeah, I can probably throw you five gold pieces for this one. The sling... Uh, uh, this is like rot leather. It's not good. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't think there's much I can do. I could throw it out for you. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hang on to it for the moment. Um, I don't think I'm gonna have enough to afford a longbow. So I say. Uh, it seems the bow will be a bit outside of my price range for the moment. Uh, have you a crossbow or a short bow or anything else uh, at all less expensive? I'm gonna try to make my way to the blacksmith after I'm done. Uh, I've got a crossbow there, uh, are you looking for like a, a small, like a hand crossbow? I kind of forget the rules for hand crossbows real quick. Can I use a hand crossbow and a rapier? And yeah. like, can I dual wield? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Pew, pew, pew. Um, a hand crossbow would actually serve my needs quite well. Okay, um... I, I thought you might have been aware they're more expensive than, than a regular bow. They've oh, got they've well, kind of got more moving parts. Let's assume that um, price is the main factor here. <laughs> well, you've got a sling. <laughs> I do. Is that yeah, there's, there's nothing between oh, man. longbow and sling. That uh, I've I've got a blowgun. You know, uh, I appreciate that very much. I think I'll stick with what I've got for now. Just oh, the shield for me today. Oh, man. Thanks. I'm trying to get there as fast as I can. Okay. Well, I'll, uh... Did you want to sell that short sword anyway? I could, uh, take it off your hands. It's just weighing you down. I don't have anything that deals slashing damage. I, I say, no, you know what? For the moment, I actually will retain my short sword, but two, thank you. Don't we have two long swords? I, I we didn't grab really Nobody grabbed those. Okay. Oh, I grabbed one. The thing is, with longsword, um, it's strength-based, but I don't have good strength. I That's what I'm saying. You could dexterity. sell it. But he doesn't have one. I didn't take one of those. You okay. took it. So if you want to hustle I'm, I'm hustling my way there. <laughs> okay, um, but I don't know that, so... I've woken up. I believe... Has it been four hours? Can we say it's been four hours? Well, let's finish this. Okay. Yes, I say... Um, so for the moment, I'm just going to take the shield. Um, you know, five gold for the shield is total fair trade, in my opinion, so I'll do that. He says, aye, that's fantastic. Uh, let's uh, just go out to the counter so we can do this. Uh, so he brings you out there. He places the shield uh, still in, in sort of the burlap, uh, or the canvas, rather, just on the counter. Give him the money. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, let me tell you, you won't be disappointed. Kellogg, he had a name for this one. I, I know I didn't actually tell you this before, but you should know it. I'd, I'd um, like to know the lore behind any and all of my... So it's, it's... He painted it blue and white, right? Yep, and yep. it's... Um, of course, it's got snowflakes on it. I think I see where this is going, but continue. He, he called it his frosted flake. <laughs> so I just want you I to it sounds good. enjoy Kellogg's <laughs> frosted flake. Oh no! <laughs> no! I'll recommend your establishment to all of my friends. Oh, thank you. That's pretty kind. Well, uh, as you know, what as long as I'm here, I I, I would like to ask if you've heard anything. Any rumors or anything at all about these uh, these unfortunate disappearances of late? I wouldn't really know. I don't drink. I just I know that's all been at like taverns, mm. but that's uh, it's just not a place I go. I know that's kind of surprising and odd, but it's really just a stereotype. Well, no, no uh, certainly hadn't made any assumptions. Um, who would I talk to uh, if I wanted to know a lot about the bars in the area? 
And probably the bartenders. Okay, okay, all right. I was just wondering if there's like a town drunk or someone <laughs> that I should be uh, consulting with. No. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for the the shield and uh, and for your extremely pleasant company and a uh, good day to you. Hey, you're welcome. Pleasure doing business with you. All right. I've woken up from my trance. I've noticed there's nothing woven in my hair, and <laughs> go, hmm. <laughs> I'm writing frosted huh. flake on my character sheet. Good. That's what it's All called. Right. Um, and I get up and I say, Olash, think it's time to go to the Salted Plum. What do you say? Whatever you want to do. Great! <laughs> and and I, I start heading on over to the Salted Plum. So you guys uh, start traipsing over. It's like dusk now. Um, so there are, there are various other people that you see on the street because they're all getting out of work similarly. Uh, the Salted Plum, uh, there are three taverns in town. Uh, there's the Errant Fiddle, which is like the high-class one um, that's the one that's well-lit. Uh, it's got like upholstered seating. Um, there's Mercy's Cups, which is more of like a house of burlesque. Um, and then there is the Salted Plum, which is like the low-class dive where most of the rank-and-file go after work. So heading down there, you go in, uh, and it is, you know, it's a pretty average day in there. Uh, it's not quite full, but it's it's certainly got a lot of people in there at the moment. Uh, it's relatively low lit. There's a bard in the corner just sort of plucking away to loot. Uh, oh, gosh, look. Do you think he wants to jam? I don't know. You can ask. I don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, please, Sam. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Oh, oh, oh. oh that was um, it. That was it. Um, I, well, I, I go up to the bar and sit at the, sit right like pull up a chair, sit a stool at the bar, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, uh, try to get the attention of the bar uh, bar person. I'd like to join Awen at the bar and also scan the room to see if I notice anybody who looks surly or argumentative or like they're spoiling for a fight. Well, you will. You're on your way over. Oh, oh, I see. Sorry, you haven't I'm made it there yet. Um, you're still at the temple. Uh, I have made a donation and I'm heading over to the Salted Plum. Okay. I'm, as thank you for. Okay, so you two are on your way. You two are there. Uh, you've pulled up a chair. Uh, what are you doing? I uh, am joining a one. Okay, so you're pulling up a chair next. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, so you, uh, the bartender comes over. He's a, a big burly man, mm -hmm. um, bald. He's got a, a black, well waxed handlebar mustache. Great. Um, and he comes over and he says, uh, "Right then, what you want?" And I say, "Hello, nice uh, face hair. I uh, one <laughs> one drink, please. What happened at this bar? Why are people missing?" <laughs> <laughs> right, so what do you want? Yes, uh, okay, I'll say it again. Um, I like, you have a great moustache. I would like one beverage, whatever's going, and want to know what is happening in this, the people are missing from this bar that I've seen here. Um, my, me and my group, uh, we're looking for uh, people who are missing, and uh, I was told that this is a place where people are missing from, and my other group, they're, they're joining me soon. Uh, so uh, just, just just lay it on me. This is, uh, right, so uh, a wine or an ale? Sure. <laughs> yeah, great, an ale. <laughs> a wine, a red wine. <laughs> he says, right. And he turns around, uh, and he goes to, uh, he grabs a bottle off the wall, and he grabs a glass, and he pours it, uh, puts the bottle back, and he turns around, and he puts the glass down in front of you, and then he turns to you, Olash, and he says, what do you want? I didn't even listen to it. Ale, please. 
<laughs> he turns around. He uh, he uh, grabs a mug, puts it under one of the kegs, opens the tap, fills it frothing to the top, puts it down in front of you, and says, uh, "Right, that will be one gold." Okay, I... I I've got this. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs> so so sir, hi. I don't know if you heard me. Um, we are trying to figure out what happened to some some ruffians, some men who are oh lash hand me that hand me that list thank you um to uh milton Wittigan, francis kiddlewallow and jeffrey wrestle <laughs> how loud are you saying this to who may have <laughs> pretty loud um because i don't think he's heard me these past few times who may have gone missing from from this pub as you're saying that <laughs> a uh you feel a, a like a hand on your shoulder. Yes. Um, not not like hard or forceful, but just more like tapping your shoulder, trying to get your attention. Okay, one second, Olash. Um, I'm looking <laughs> for these people, and I, I know you work here, and I was hoping you could tell me maybe any information about them. The hand uh, persistently is tapping you, and it says, um, excuse me, yes, I, oh. excuse me. Oh, hello. And uh, there is a, a young woman standing there. She's not much older than 25. Uh, she's got short, dirty blonde hair. She's wearing a brown frock, uh, dressed very plainly. Um, she says, uh, excuse me, did, did you just, did you just say Kittawolo? I, yes, I did. Very I, good. This is going to be taking up torches and pitchforks. I mean, that's just <laughs> the the two of us. As you say <laughs> that, a tear falls down her cheek. And she says, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, are you looking for my husband? Is Your your husband is Kiddlewallow. Yes, we are. Yes. My name is, is Vera Kiddlewallow. My husband is Francis. He used to come here every night after work at the mill. A week ago he came here and then he didn't come home. And you're here to look for him? Well, Midge Haynes says her son Tilford saw him get into a row, which he won. Oh, I didn't understand a word of that. <laughs> I'm sorry, could you say that again? My friend, Midge Haynes. Midge Haynes. Her um... son Tilford saw Francis get into a fight, and he won the fight. And he won the fight, and, and then nothing? And that was the last anyone seems to know. Okay. Um, I offer her a hug. She recoils. <laughs> I, um... I down my ale. I, <laughs> I say, um, uh, what, do you know we might be able to find Midge or her son? Who, Tilford's right over there. Tilford is which one? Uh, oh. Uh, he's, he's right over there. He's the one in the green cap. Oh, the green cap. Thank you very much. Um, I hope I find your husband alive. <laughs> she just starts crying. <laughs> uh, tears of gratitude. Um, the bartender comes over and puts an arm around her. Okay. Um, and he says, what do you want? <laughs> um, I I guess, uh, how close are they to the bar now? <laughs> they better be close. This isn't they're, they're walking in the door now. <laughs> they're walking in the door now. Yeah, they're, they're, they like saw each other outside, met up, and came in. Together. As I'm walking over to Tilford. We, we did the secret handshake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I say, Alan, hello. You, oh. you beat us here. Yes, I did. I've made some good progress. You have? Yes. Um, how goes it, Olash? 
I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> someone Do you want a Yarfik hug? Someone didn't give her a hug. Oh, no. It, they don't mean anything by it, Olash. I accept a hug from Yarfik. Um, people just, people around here just aren't used to seeing anyone as large and strong as you. Or quite as smart. Um, so I feel just intimidated oh. my, by my fame. Probably. That's probably it. <laughs> yes. You know how fame. people hate to hug rock stars. Yes. <laughs> So what did you find out, Taylor? Um, so I talked to the I talked to the thick-headed bartender and got nothing. Um, he's standing right there. He's still hugging her. Great. Um, and then I talked to the woman he's hugging. That's the wife of Francis Kittlewallow. She said that her friend's son, Tongleton. <laughs> Tong- I know. Is that another one of your magic words? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember I wrote his name. It down, but I can't. It's I, I don't know what his name is, um, but he's sitting over there. It starts with a T. He's in the green cap. He knows, he knows a little more about what happened to the to the other to Francis. He apparently got in a fight, and then uh, disappeared shortly afterwards. I'm gonna go over to Mrs. Kittlewallow and introduce myself. Is it Kittlewallow? <laughs> Kittlewallow. Kittlewallow. <laughs> Mrs. Kittlewallow. My name is Yarfik, and I promise you, we are going to do everything we can to find your husband. Okay. Um, while Yarfik's doing that, I'm gonna uh, go. I'm gonna head up to the bar, and as soon as I can get the bartender's attention, mm-hmm. um, he's right next to where I am. Well, yeah, but I don't necessarily know that right away. I don't necessarily know that's the bartender, right? Or did anyone point? He just said that. Oh, that's okay. Um, well, I I signal to the bartender and uh, ask for two ales, and uh, I'm gonna take them over to the table that. Pointed out where the person Bartender was. pours you two ales. You throw them a gold. Um, Wait, it's a gold piece of beer? Uh, for two. two. For oh, two. okay. I give you a gold for it. I'll pay for it. Oh, I, no. I, no. <laughs> Money is no option. <laughs> <laughs> My dear. I know you too well. Fink, uh, I, I put the gold down on there. I put a second gold. I put two, two more gold down for the bartender and said, keep them coming. I said, well, uh, next round's on me. <laughs> no, I've already bought two more. Fine. <laughs> next Night the fourth round is, is good. Yeah. And I'll have a side I, conversation with, with Kittlewallow just to get more information. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the uh, glasses over to that other table. Uh, let's let's do... I, it doesn't need to matter. I just want to get what he got out of her, basically. Okay, just you're, just, you're, you're reaching. I'm rehashing cool. and just reassuring her. So you're going over to speak to the gentleman in the green cap. Yes. Uh, how does he, as I approach him, what does his demeanor seem like? Does, like, What kind of mood does he seem like he's in? Pretty flat. He's fine. He uh, looks like a guy who's just kind of tired. He's sitting... Alone at a table uh, that that would seat four, um, just with with an ale that looks like it's about half drunk, mm-hmm. just sort of like staring into the middle distance. I say I uh, I swagger up to the table and uh, set one of the ales down beside him, and I say, uh, "Good evening, friend. You seem like someone who might uh, who who could use a bit of extra libation. Not to say not to mention some company. Uh, my name is Cassian von Demos. Who's this then? Uh, Cassian von Dies, <laughs> uh, hero, adventurer, swordsman, digger extraordinaire, uh, expert tunneler, song uh, songsmith, uh, jack of all trades, really. Well, it's a lot of titles. I, I tend to uh, gather them as I go along. Uh, most recently, I am uh, I, I was employed as a locator of missing persons. Uh, recovered uh, Aldo, uh, the farmer's uh, son, from some. Uh, rescued him from some cobalt bandits. It was nothing. Really. Uh, look, I'll I'll stop you right there. I'm not interested. 
okay, well, I say... Uh, Look, I, I get it. You're, you're fluffing your feathers up real big and you're making yourself <laughs> seem real cool. And I, and I get it. And it's it's fine. I'm not saying you're not a good-looking man. I'm just not interested. Oh, uh, I'm I behind. think you've misconstrued what I'm, <laughs> uh, what I'm here for. Uh, it's, uh, it's not a romance that I'm after, but uh, just a, a little bit of information about uh, a certain uh, scuffle that I hear you've witnessed. What? I heard that you saw the fight that uh, Francis Kittlewallow was engaged in not too long ago. Oh, right, yes, it was like a week ago. A week ago, was it so soon? Uh, I would be extremely grateful uh, for anything you could tell me about that. Um, I'm, the, the mayor has asked myself and my associates to uh, you know, make sure that we've done everything we can to look into the incident. Isn't your friend lost? Did you come over, or are you yelling that from the bar? <laughs> I can't come over. Oh, okay. I'm watching. I, I was already kind of walking. I, I was, like, planning on doing this, okay. and then Cassian was like, I got it. Okay. So I was like, I wanted to be there. I, I turned to Aelin, and I said, if you, if you wouldn't mind just letting me handle this. This is ridiculous. You, 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 you're not always aware of uh, how you come across to people, Aelin. Okay, continue then. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, I'll tell you the same thing I told the guards. It was, uh, you know, he, he was here like he always was. And uh, some some bloke popped into him, knocked his beer over, and he got mad. Uh, he what, threw what a punch. Was that? Oh, what? Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, he he threw a punch. They tussled. He won. And everyone drank to his honor. It happened here in yeah. this bar. And did he go anywhere afterwards? I don't know. I'm not his mother. Oh wow. Do you All know? Right. Uh, do you know the gentleman he was fighting? Oh yeah, it was Randy. Randy. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not from around here. Randy, who? It's just Randy. Just Randy. Just Just, uh, Randy. What does Randy do? What does he? He mostly loses fights. He okay. He's he's uh, often in in bars fighting and carousing. Do you know how he affords his drinking money? Oh yeah, he's got a job. He's a farmer. Is he here right now? Uh, He perks his head up and he looks around. He goes, "Uh, yeah, he's right over there. He's he's the one slumped over in a corner. Okay. Great, I start walking over to Randy. Okay, while Eowyn does that, I just ask uh, real quick. Um, I'm sorry, who's, uh, and whose farm does he work at? Oh, he's, uh, oh God, whose farm is he at over now? Uh, I think he helps out at Fizzweave's place. Fizzweave, did you say? Yeah. Uh, so you don't, you don't remember anything in particular except that everyone, I assume, uh, bought uh, Francis drinks as the victor and celebrated him? Yeah, everyone drank to his honor. Some some bloke bought a round for the bar. Not the same bloke he was fighting, I assume. No, he was out cold. Uh, do, you, do you recall who it was that bought the round for the bar? I don't know, some guy in a hood. Some guy in a hood. Uh, what color? What color was the hood? Yeah, his clothing. It was, it was black. Black hood, okay. I did uh, think it was weird he didn't take it off, but I just figured he was probably fuck ugly and he knew it. Okay. Uh, do you happen to recall if he uh, stuck around much uh, after that? I don't know. I uh, had a lot to drink that night, too. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. My friends and I actually just uh, found ourselves in the drunk tank after uh, my my, uh, diminutive friend tried to pick a fight with a horse. You look over... Wait a minute! (laughs) I look over, and I've got two tankards of ale down them together. That one over there! (laughs) You you know Horse Puncher. Oh, yes, Horse Puncher's a good friend of mine. Saved me from death more than once. Can I meet him? (laughs) Yes! Come on over! Come on over! I say... I, uh, I... Steer him over to Yarfik and I say, Yarfik, uh, your reputation once again precedes you. This young man here is in great awe of you. <coughs> yeah, wonderful. I'm having a good time here, sir. It's a pleasure to meet a local who appreciates good work. Oh, my dad, you are, you are a true hero. I'm a Can hero. I buy you a point? That, that, that uppity horse had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> young man, 
Every being has its place in this world, but I will never turn down a pint for doing what's right. <laughs> Some beings' place is at the end of a fist, you know what I mean? <laughs> Only if they deserve it. That's the end of that. <laughs> I, you, you had something you wanted to say. Uh, yeah, I'm still just, like, sitting at the bar, right? Um, Unless you want to do something else. Watching me uh, double fist. Is there anyone in the bar that, like, looks, like, kind of drunk and maybe kind of, like, rough and tumbly? Except for Yarfuk. Uh, aside oh. from Yarfuk. Um... Do uh, roll a perception check. Seven. Oh. Uh, looking around, you're uh, not really seeing anybody that looks like they've been here long enough to be that drunk. Uh, okay. People are still pouring in, uh, but everyone looks like they're they're pretty well about their faculties. Okay. I'm at this point. I've walked up to Randy, and I'm I'm real close to. Is he awake? No. No. Okay. So I'm real close to his face, poking it. <laughs> try to get him awake. <laughs> I'm gonna try to see where Erwin is. Uh, as you're poking at him, he sort of just goes like, oh, oh. "Okay, um, uh, hello, Ra- Randy." Four minutes. Oh, okay, uh, Randy. Um, <laughs> uh, do you know a man? Uh, what happened to? Oh, never mind. He's drunk. Um, do you know? Oh goodness! Uh, you are drunk, sir. Um, <laughs> I want to know what happened to the man you fought on Atom the twenty-first. His eyes sort of shoot open, and he uh, looks up. Ha, ra- you kind of pretty. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> goodness me, uh, Randy. No. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I want to. I'm not. I. I need to know what I cast um di- oh no that takes time never mind I was gonna cast disguise self to do this really ugly, but I don't want to waste a spell slot <laughs> um I, I I feel like I realize I'm not gonna get anywhere with this dude so I'm gonna head on back over to Cassian you, you could get somewhere with this dude. I don't want to get there um so I head on back over to Cassian I, I say um I, I actually hunger down next to Aon and I, I say I whisper to her uh, I've got an idea I have a feeling that if we keep the beer flowing and uh, and talk up Yarfik's uh, deeds, someone in this bar is going to want to fight the horse puncher. And uh, hopefully we can uh, just, you know, uh, see what happens. A trap? Yes, exactly, a trap. Very for... good, a trap that I'm not a victim of. You see, if you curl your fist just the right way and you turn it, see, a horse's face is very long. It's a very long. I'm gonna go around to like various people in the bar and uh, just start sort of like I'm t- going to telling, uh, talking about Yarfik's horse fight yeah. and, and his uh, adventures with the Cobalt Doctor. I'm, and how I'm going to very Pete. awkwardly go to tables and be like, "Horse puncher, horse puncher's here." Next <laughs> 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 table, very conspicuously. Like, <laughs> um, a lot of people come up to you and buy you pints. <laughs> this is my lucky day. I'm just watching and seeing if anybody in a black hood is anywhere in the crowd. I'm regaling them with the tale of fighting the horse, and I'm exaggerating it more and more each time it happens. I keep on spreading the word. <laughs> We're like spreading the horse puncher. <laughs> spreading the good word that horse puncher is in this fight. I go out right outside and say, can't believe horse punch is here, and then like go back inside. Are there any like big tough dudes there who look like they like scrap a lot? Uh, there are some. Uh, most of them are, are, they look pretty in awe. I head back over to Randy. And I say, um, <laughs> sorry, Randy, I would, but Horse Puncher over there says you've got a little one, so. <laughs> <laughs> he looks up at you, and he just sort of frowns, and he goes, how do you know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I thought that would work. 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just start sort of like yelling to the crowd, um, you I, know, exaggerating my level of drunkenness and saying, "Horse Puncher is the toughest dwarf in in six kingdoms. He could lay any man here on his back with one hand tied behind his back." Cassian, I wouldn't do that if I didn't have to. You don't have to put me up that bad. I said, "No, no, don't be modest. Don't be modest, Yarfik. You took that horse down. You took down those." Filthy kobolds. It, it, it's not modesty. I'm just trying to be a good person. I don't like to get into fights when I don't have okay, to. I lean over and whisper in his ear. Look, if you get in a fight here, we might be able to. Uh, we might be able to trap whoever's been causing the disappearances. And I grab him by the ear and I go, I know. I'm trying to play the devil's advocate, so you go farther. Damn it! Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> I couldn't hit anyone here at all. They're not worth my time. I fight horses. What did you say about sheep herders? (laughs) I said they are lovely people who work the fields with their hands and... God bless them that their kobolds don't come for their sheep. I say, that doesn't sound right. Why, just the other night you were singing me a body song about a farmer who fell in love with his sheep. <laughs> That's a little farther down the, the pike than I'd like to go there, uh, Cassian. I don't oh, remember. I distinctly remember you saying that all farmers are sheep shaggers. <laughs> I really don't remember. In rem- the middle of this <laughs> argument, uh, from around the, uh, the door of the establishment, uh, you just hear a very loud, Hey! <laughs> Excuse me, we're having a bit of a row here. And the rest of the place, like, all the sound drops out. And we're still yelling, though. <laughs> the, the, bard, the bard over in the corner stops playing. All the other eyes Scratch. are on whoever that person is. You guys are the only ones. Talking. Horse puncher? Horse puncher's here. Horse puncher? <laughs> There's a very, uh, a very muscular man who's just walked in, he's swaying a little bit. Uh, so clearly he, he pre-gamed to come to the pub. Um, <laughs> and he he said, hey, and his, his arm is outstretched and it's pointing at Olash. Oh boy. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at IWVTCast. And you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. If you liked what you heard, please review us on Apple Podcasts, because that's apparently what it's called now, or wherever you heard us. We don't want to be your best-kept secret. We want to be your worst-kept secret. So blab, blab, blab. Our theme music is Overworld by Kevin MacLeod. You can check out all of his work at Incompetech.com. Tune in next time as the group tries to start a bar fight and puts on a show. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>